I'm Jody Whites, Results and Success Coach, and these podcasts teach you how to make significant changes to live your dreams, make a positive impact on the world, and drop your regrets. It's time for you to get spectacular. Welcome back to Your Spectacular Life. I'm Jody Whites, your professional and life coach, making sure that everything is no less than spectacular. I'm glad to have on my show, Brandon Steiner. Hi, Brandon. Hello. Nice to be here today. Oh, glad to have you, Brandon. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about Brandon. Brandon Steiner is a trailblazer in the world of sports marketing and entrepreneurship. He's the founder and president of the Steiner Agency, a renowned athlete procurement source and the visionary behind Collectible Exchange, an innovative platform for sports enthusiasts. Wow, that's that's quite something. So you're running kind of two ends of the business. Um, how does that work out? Because I'm sure they're both keeping you busy. Yeah, I mean, either either direction could have been good for me. I I, I started off just being mar- just a marketer of players and athletes and celebrities. It's gone pretty well for me in the last 35 years, but it, it gave me the. Uh, it gave me the opportunity to also create these collectible lines and these product lines. And uh, I, originally when I started my business, it was just to really help you people B2B would use it as dealer loaders or they'd use it as a holiday gift, a, kiss, a gift that would kind of get a relationship started. You know, you send an autographed baseball, yeah. looking forward to my pitch, just want to get the ball rolling, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but nice. I don't know. The whole thing turned into a brand. I mean, most people that collect, they know the the Brandon Steiner name, but also like the athletes. On the flip side, they know Brandon Steiner because I'm constantly connecting them with uh, corporate gigs and products that they could endorse and, and and promote and own. So it's been it's been an amazing run. I mean, it's epic. I mean, I can't believe that you know you talk about doing stuff like this, but I can't believe I was able to do it. Wow. It sounds like a blast, you know, and I can oh. see where if, you know, you know, the athletes and you can get signed collectibles from them yeah. and kind of build this, you know, your inventory and turn that around. Now, who is, who is some of your favorite athletes that you've worked with? Oh boy. I well, first of all, it is a blast, but like it, there's no yeah. business. It doesn't come with the trials, tribulations, oh, uh, headaches, and yeah, it just doesn't. You know, you never pitching a shutout on that end. But yeah, I mean, I've had so many great athletes I've been able to touch. And for me, what I consider my favorite athlete is the one that I can learn the most from. Hmm. I, I make money with all of them, and and I'm grateful to do so. But every now and then, you run into a player that's like, wow. And a lot of them are great. So there's always something you can learn from almost all of them. Really, I think whenever you meet anyone that's great, whether they're serving you food cleaning the bathroom, whatever it is. Great is great. And they all have certain qualities that you want to absorb in and and get their story. You know, Muhammad Ali is right there. Mark Messier, Mm. even Scott Rowland, who uh, is a baseball player, just got in the hall of fame is a tremendous, a lot of tremendous lessons I've learned from him. Mm. Mariano Rivera, without a doubt, the greatest closer of all time. A lot of good life lessons. 
Um, Bubba Smith, who's in a lot of police academies, he's passed away. But, you know, early in my career, he was a great mentor to me and really a character and a half. So, mm. you know, I've worked with thousands of athletes over the 35 years I've been doing this and which makes me old, by the way. You don't look it. It's been eye opening. You know, it's been. Yeah. So what, it's enabled me to really get to heights yeah. I never thought I'd get to. What makes them great? Is it is it the fact that they care about helping others and being vulnerable and willing to share themselves in a way that that's you know warm and. And, you know, warm and fuzzy with other people versus distance or ego? I think it's two simple things. I mean, it's probably a lot of things, but these are the two things that I really grab and I, I talk about when I speak around the country about it is one, you have to have a high level of non-acceptance. They never want to settle where they're at. They always want to do better mm. and do more. Mm. Two, um, they have a high level of, of faith you know they have faith in themselves they have faith in their strategy and they have faith in god and then three there's no such thing as a big game hmm. you know they play and practice every day like it's the biggest game of their life and i think there's something to be said about that like i think that a lot of people kind of you know depending on the situation they're in they determine how much energy and how big the situation is but the great ones like you can never tell in my office whether it's Christmas, June, July, good day, bad day. I don't differentiate. So when something big comes along, I feel like I'm prepared and I have the right energy and mindset for something big at all times. And it's definitely a discipline that makes sense. And you have to ask yourself, you're listening, like, is that your mindset? No, well, today is an easy day. I don't have much on the calendar. <laughs> like, you know, those are people that are headed towards, you know, somewhat of a mediocrity. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but if you want to be great and extraordinary, there is no such thing as a big game. You're prepared on every level, mm. no matter how what, what the situation is in front of you. Like I would treat this this interview I'm doing with you the same way I would treat 60 Minutes, the same way I would treat any of the most important conversations I have with anybody else. I don't have to prepare any more than I already have because I'm ready. I've thought about things that are important to me, things that I could maybe share with an audience. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm in business. I'm fully prepared on every given day on the highest level, regardless of how sales or how business is going. That that um, That's great. So, you know, I'm hearing that every day, you know, you are prepared to do your best. And whether you're in sports or business, that is the thing that's going to make you great. And willing to build relationships is... Um, is Can I give a, you a quick, give you a quick yeah. story? I'd love a story. And you'll be able now, you, 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 I've heard, you've heard of the name Marianne Rivera, right? It's a great. Yeah. Okay, we well, are not yeah. a big sports fan. That's okay. Yeah, he's I'm, one of the greatest coaches of all time. <laughs> so great... this guy comes in in the ninth inning yeah. under crazy circumstances and tries to save the game. So I'm in spring training. That's when the team, before they go to play the regular season, right. they're in there, right. Florida, you know, playing around, getting in shape. I'm doing an appearance with him after the game, and, and about the fourth inning, he comes and sits down next to me. I was like, whoa, I thought you were doing something after the game. He goes, no, I told Joe, the manager at the time was Joe Torrey, that I needed to do something after the game. Ask me if you could put me in the game earlier. I said, ah, it's just a spring training game. It's a spring training game. I just pitched the last inning, eight pitches. <laughs> Eight pitches, I got the guys down, one, two, three. I said, yeah, it's just a spring training game. Who cares? 
It's Tampa. It's here's Brandon. When I get on the mound, anytime I pitch, regardless of the situation, in my mind, it's game seven. Everything's mm. on the line. I, and then when I get into situations, I don't have to deviate. And that's really my 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 most important lesson is that I don't deviate based on the size of the deal or how important the, the person may or may not be. I everyone's the most important. Mm. Every deal is the biggest. Mm. Every deal is the most important. And then I don't have to prepare for the big ones because I, I'm I'm dealing with everything on the highest level I can. That's my best message I could relate today. I love that. I love it. I you know it it just you give your all. You give your all with every meeting, with every, you know, yep. where you give service with everything. In fact, you know, I, um, I'm noticing that you wrote a book, Relationships That Win, Brandon Steiner on Building Business Connections. So I'm hearing that th if this is the backbone of, hey, you're going to give your best, what are some other things our listeners might want to know about? about really, um, you know, building a strong relationship with clients, with employees, et cetera? Well, I've written three books. Um, I'm writing a fourth. And I think the one common denominator you'll see in all my books, if you're out there and you're trying to grow or find your entrepreneur spirit or sell more, and that is the truth is my secret. <laughs> and, and even if it doesn't, and even if it doesn't, um, I always say, you know, truth will set you free, but It'll piss you off first. And at the end of the day, like a big part of my marketing and selling strategy is the brutal truth. And if you can dig down, even if it does compromise you or, or, or sometimes you're a little vulnerable when you talk about the truth, people yeah. aren't comfortable with it. Yeah. But if you really want to be compelling, if you want to be great at what you do, yes, you've got to work the numbers. you got to know how your business works. But you also have to have some sense of warmth, some sense of fun, and you have to be compelling. And I think there are a lot of people that are really good at what they do, but they can't turn over the big sale. They can't turn over the big deal. And that's because they're just not that interesting. And they're not that lovable. Like, I think you have to work on being lovable. You got to leave with love. You got to know your shit. You got to know what you're doing inside out, which I feel like I do. I was just on the phone with an athlete a little while before. I'm like, listen, I just want to be clear about something. There's no one that's going to be able to do as good a job as I am. The mm. difference is that I know you. Mm -hmm. I see you. I know what you like and don't like. I know what's going on at four o'clock in the morning and at six o'clock at night. And I know not to call you on Sunday because that's your day of church. Like, I know you. I see you. And, and I think that it's really important that you have your act together as far as the details and all the different integral parts of your business and how it relates to your customer. But if you're not lovable yeah, and you're not reliable <laughs> and, and you're really, you're, then, then, you know, like, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you because you're going to always go to somebody who knows what they're doing and, and that you kind of like and love. If you really want to be extraordinary, moving from like to love is not easy. You know, being lovable yeah. is not yeah. just about serving the, you well, know, getting I'm, a deal done. Brian, like you're getting I'm, a deal done and you're not forgetting that you did that with me and you can't wait to do another. And I'm curious, you know, I, I know like, like is all right. I like this person, but then how do you get to love? I mean, I'm hearing the care. Hey, I know you. I'm hearing, I'm going to tell you the truth. What other ways can we build love into our relationships? I mean, be, you know, beyond our partners. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm on the is, edge of my seat. It starts with value. Mm. And value is what you could do for someone they can't do for themselves. Mm. 
So yeah. regardless of whether it helps you or not, I'm constantly thinking about what value I can provide that's going to make your life easy. Two, I'm going to earn my keep. I tell guys <laughs> this all the time. You want to stay married? Great that you got married. You want to stay married? Earn your keep every day. <laughs> Never take for granted that your yeah. wife is always just going to be there. Earn your keep every day. That's a great thought process with clients. Never just think your client's going to be there. Earn your keep. Find something that you could do for them, make their life a little easier, and also lead with love. The third thing is be remarkable. Do things that are remarkable and replicable. Mm -hmm. So when you do something for somebody, they remember it. It's rememberable. Take, for example, you're familiar with the hotel chain that gives you two warm cookies when you walk in? Yeah. I, I, I don't know the that? name of it. I, I well, don't know that, but I'm always thrilled when I do that, when I see the cookies waiting. Well, 75,000 cookies get get um, given out a day, a day. Wow. And 37% of the people that get those two cookies talk about it. Oh, that's great. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, it doesn't always mean you got to spend a lot of money and go crazy. It just means you need to do something that makes sense, that makes people feel comfortable. Two warm cookies and a bottle of water. Bam. I think that like, you know, with me, it was like for a long time in my old company, we used to give out dirt from the stadiums. You got stadium dirt and people always remember they'd get a pen or they get something that had some stadium dirt in it. They remember me by that. And when you ask people about Brandon Stein, they're like, oh, yeah, that's the guy with the dirt. <laughs> so, you know, you got to do something that's memorable, that's remarkable, that's replicable, that kind of has a little meaning to it. And, and you know, I used to take broken hockey sticks. Yeah. And, I, and I'd make um, ice scrapers with them. And I'd send a little note saying oh. I was about to throw these broken hockey oh, sticks out. But then I decided great. to make an ice scraper. But I'd yeah. send it to you two days before the first snowstorm. And you remember stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, you got to put a little thought. You got to put a little love into that. But those are the little things that make a difference and get a relationship from just an ordinary business relationship to something that's meaningful. Yeah. And that sounds like that's your superpower because you also have the collect the collectibles as well. So you're thinking stuff. How can it match? What does someone need? What would somebody be over the moon with? which is great now what um and i love this business strategy because it really does make you go the extra mile and to really think about that person get on the phone or just put something in the mail say i'm thinking about you you know you're in minnesota it's going to be cold here this is here are the uh yeah ice scrapers i want to go to another level with you just squaring up with you it comes down to really two things. One, I got to I gotta increase my common sense. And the reason I said that is really you got to increase your empathy and compassion. Like if I can put myself in your shoes, that's the number one step towards yeah. something good happening is get out of your head. Stop thinking about what you need, what you want, what you're trying to do. And start thinking about what the other person's thinking, feeling, going through. That's the first step. And if you do it with, so common sense is, People say, Brad, how do you do it? I'm like, it's common sense. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, and then the second thing is you got to lead with enthusiasm. Remember when you were like 10, 11 years old? There was two ingredients you had, usually when you were around 10 or 11. And I was trying to maintain a 10, 11 year old. It's enthusiasm and it's curiosity. Mm -hmm. If you're not curious, if you're not approaching relationships and your customers with curiosity, asking questions, trying to find out more about what someone's going through what the business is going through. And, and I mean, that's the key. That's the, you'll find this stuff out. 
And then it may not be what you want to hear, but you, you learn, you figure it out, and then you figure out how you can add value back to the value. Enthusiasm is, you know, the root word of enthusiasm is to be with God, enthusios. That's the root mm. word of enthusiasm. Mm. So you you lead with curiosity in, in a faithful way that, hey, you mm. know, I'm going to put out good. I'm going to do as much good as I can for you because I care about you and I want to have a good relationship with you. And I, I, I'm confident, even though I, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but faith is looking at something that you can't even see. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to develop this relationship with you. I'm not going to start worrying about all the things that can happen, competitors. I'm not worrying about the bad things that can happen. I'm worried about if I do well by you and I really try to do my best and try to really help you in any way I can, that good will come from it. And that God or a higher power is looking out for me to help me do that. Well, that's that, 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 not exactly yeah. what you thought we were going to be talking about, but that's, that's how I believe. Like, if you want to grow and be extraordinary, have yeah. an extraordinary life, like, Lead with enthusiasm, curiosity, and, and and a lot of common sense is the common denominator, which is empathy and compassion. Yeah, and that, you know, it is, um, it's a great mindset to have. It's a successful mindset, either, you know, on the field or in a, you know, corporate boardroom or, you know, on a team. If you have those components, you have faith in yourself, faith in the universe or the higher power, that will allow you to take the right steps and care about one another. So what do you do? And I'm sure you run into it when somebody is in a funk, when an athlete has either not been playing well or they're frustrated or simply burned out. I think the most important thing is help others, you know, look to lead with something you could do for someone else. If you're stuck in your own crap, Go look and help somebody else out of theirs. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm not feeling great and things are not going well, one of the things I'll do is I always try to send out as many gifts or notes and books or different, whatever I could do um, to some other people that I think probably could use the help. And it kind of gets me kind of going. Mm -hmm. It sounds trivial. You don't have to be mm -hmm. I mean, and, and I'm in a position after doing this for a long time. I can be probably a lot more generous than even when I used to be. But I've been doing this for 20, 25 years. And it's a great way, you know, I clean up my closet. Today has been not a great day, not one of my best days, but I've been trying to clean up this office, which if you went in here right now, it looked like I put a dent in it, but trying. And it kind of, you know, getting a little more organized is critical. Yeah. So I've been I've been trying to straighten out all this stuff I got somehow that's been dumped in my office. But I think, you know, helping others, I always say, you know, if you want to fill yourself, Forget yourself. Mm. There are days when may, maybe the, maybe it's just time to go and try to lead by uh, lending a hand and, and trying to help others and doing some good. I think always that doing good will lead you to doing well. Mm. So the more good you can do when you're not feeling you're doing well, increase the doing good. You know, yeah. it's like it, always doing good will lead you to doing well. Most people say, well, let me just get through this. If I do a little better, then I'll then I'll go on the diet or then I'll go and give somebody to oh, charity, yeah. but, but it's the other way around. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, and plus, uh, you know, let's take you for an example, not having a great day, but you're, you're moving, you're, you're organizing your mind is, you know, who could, who could use this and do I need that? And, and movement in itself is, is so healing. And again, looking at those, people who may need a little encouragement or a little surprise is so positive. 
The only reason why we're here is to help others. I agree. And to grow and get better. I so totally you know, at the agree. end, at the end, at the end, it's like if you've if you're not going through some processes that help others on a regular basis and take that for any way it's worth, then you're missing fifty percent of the reason why you're here. Mm-hmm. And then if you really want to know if you're not happy, like today, you know, I was thinking about, you know, what I need to do to grow. You know, it's like, what's your rate of growth? Oh, it's called, you know, be a rose, rate of self-effectiveness. You know, what is your growth? Like, what is your rate of self-efficiency, uh, mm-hmm. effectiveness? And mm-hmm. and if you're not efficient and effective, uh, and, and, then you're probably a little unhappy. I would say happiness resides on the cross-section of growth and gratitude. That's mm. where happiness lies. Like mm. you can be, you can have some happy moments, mm-hmm. but if you really want to get into a happy sector of your life, it's usually because you're growing and because you're extremely grateful for the amazing life that you're living. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, you've got to take time to check in with yourself to say, how are things going? Am I doing what I want to do? Am I, am I pushing enough? What, what would excite me? Getting curious about yourself and then not just saying, yeah, I'd love to do yeah. that, but making a plan and sticking by that plan. You know, what are you going to do tomorrow? What, what's the week going to look like? And then coming back and evaluating the week. I. I just got to ask you on a side note, changing the subject. No, nope, do you do radio true. on the side though? Do you have that? Ra- <clears throat> do I have, have the radio, radio voice? voice right? um, <laughs> I have been told that I have a, I have a voice. I do. Um, I'm actually a bass player and backup singer in a few of you know in a few bands, but all that right. is so nice. To I would that. listen to you all night if I was oh. driving. <laughs> Yeah. You are so very nice. <laughs> it's Aww. true, though, right? And there you go. Being sweet, caring for others, um, love. giving yeah, compliments, it's... and it immediately brings up, lifts up the human factor. So, well, I'll, t- I'll tell you another, another yeah. key here. And you know, now after I've managed lots of people over the years, and at my old company, Steiner Sports, I, you know, I manage well over a hundred people, and some of the restaurants I manage, you know, hundreds of people. Mm. And now I have a smaller step, but I have a five to one rule. You know, mm. I try to find five things that I like about you, that I like what you're doing before I would give you any criticism. Really? I think that, you know, people are a lot more sensitive these days. And what I like to do is build up a little bit of a inventory of kindness and love before I go in and say, hey, I think I got something that can help you yeah. be better. And people are a lot more, uh, open to the feedback and to my criticism if we want to call it that when i lead with a five to one five really nice things even before i go home and complain to my wife about something i'm going to do five nice things for her before i do that mm. honey love your shoes love the way your hair <laughs> looks today or i just rub her neck for a few minutes but before i just get into you know you can always find something especially if you have a close friend or if you're married and have a partner yeah. but you can always find something to bitch about but to me, I, I always want to pick out the important stuff that I maybe want maybe my wife to pay attention to. But before I do that, I'm going to lead with five. I'm going to make sure I got five really nice things in the bank. And that is your leading with love. And when you do that, you know, with, again, an employee, a, a partner, a, a friend, people are going to build trust because they know that you're, you know, you're not going to, you're out to get them or you, they know that you want what's best for them or the relationship or whatever 
you know, business thing you're working with. So they will trust you and they're going to be open to hearing about that criticism in a more vulnerable way. I mean, and you know, you're being honest because, and that's really the key. There's the truth part. So I, I, back I to love the beginning. Back, back to, to the beginning. beginning. The you truth. Know, if you want people to trust you, tell them the truth. And even yeah. if it doesn't necessarily put you in the best light, you got to tell them the truth. And sometimes it's, it's not easy to do, but you'd be surprised. It'll get you pretty far. It has worked yeah. pretty good for me. Um, yeah. Trust is trust is a big, that's a big word, man. Yeah, it um, is. And, and it's not something that's easily uh, obtained and earned. You know, you got you to really work hard at it, but it's worth it. And um, I, I think when you look at all your best relationships, it's probably because of people, the fact that they trust you. And, uh, and they probably, through that trust, love you. Yeah, I mean, I I would much rather have two great friends who I can trust and will be honest with me than 10 friends who just want to make me feel good. Although <laughs> there's a place for that. But, but don't I, you think that's true in business? Oh, just, oh yeah, I want to I want to be able to depend more for somebody that I trust and love as opposed to somebody I can save a couple of nickels that I don't trust. Yeah. Exactly. I want, I want, uh, you know, I want positive outcomes um, with coaching for my clients and they sometimes need truth. You know, um, is this what you really want to do? Is this why you're dragging your feet? Um, what's really going on here? And we, you know, we go deeper. And I think they respect that when they're really trying to you know you know accomplish a goal that's important to them so we evaluate and we do that with truth and allows them again to evaluate their own motivation i agree uh so far so good for me especially in relationships that are not easy to get yeah you know including you know if you think about you know how you got whether it be your partner your wife or one of your biggest customers yep. it's probably because of that well, uh, it works for me. It would be what yeah. I would want, and it is a value of mine. So um, that that's just part of the journey when I coach people. So, Brandon, we have uh, just a little more time. Any other pearls of wisdom? I'm loving what you're saying. You know, I, I think that, you know, I tell people, listen, it's a little complicated out there. So let's not make believe that there's not a bunch of elephants uh, out there that could potentially be in the way with stuff that's going on in the world. And we're probably a little more aware. I mean, we definitely know more today than 25 years ago, just because of the amount of information we're able to obtain. And, and it's coming at us in all different levels, forms, and fashions. But what I would say, don't overcomplicate it. You know, it's like, um, I'm very big. And I'll leave you with this. I, I stop with the big goals and I stop with all this big, I'm trying things. I'm trying to be a better husband. I'm trying a new type of business. I'm trying a new product. I'm not going out with some gigantic launch. I'm not going in with some gigantic thing that my whole family life's going to be different. Mm. So I think when you try stuff, if you do believe that failing is a big part of success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're gonna if you're gonna try some things, you're gonna fail at some things. Yep. But if you're just trying them, you get a much better uh, pass on it as opposed to going for the big score. So, I, you know, I just tried it, it didn't work. I'm going to try something else. But if you get into this big hoopla about all this, this this big thing you're working on, 
and it doesn't work. It's it's a huge setback uh, for the people around you, for your own psyche, your own motivation, and your own confidence. And I think confidence matters. Mm-hmm. So for me, if you're out there, you're thinking about doing some things a little differently, especially for the new year, move into trying mode. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a revolution. Mm-hmm. Move to evolution and try this, try that in an mm-hmm. evolutionary way. So that if it doesn't seem like the path that you want to maybe go on that you thought it was going to be, yeah. you tried it. Hmm. It's like the soup in the restaurant. You tried it, you don't like it, you <laughs> order something else. And it's a lot easier to transition in and out of things as opposed to yeah. building something up to the point where almost like, God, help you if you fail. Yeah, and it's a much more compassionate way of dealing with yourself just for being curious. And just for saying, hey, you know, I don't know what the end is going to be, but I'm going to just dip my toes in and see whether it's going to work and I'll get some information. I'm going to be curious. I'm going to leave with enthusiasm. Yeah. See where it goes. Yeah, I like that. Ah, I'm feeling better already. I'm breathing a little easier, Brandon. (laughs) Well, thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. Well, Brandon, if somebody wants to learn more about you and your books um how can they do that i mean all the speaking stuff's on brandonsteiner.com but you get the books on collectibleexchange.com i'm a big linkedin guy you get all my i'm constantly posting free content on linkedin and on my facebook page so just follow me um i love when i get comments and feedback from these conversations about what you like didn't like so i answer it all um, you know, I try to get to all the messages and anything anybody reaches out to me. It's mm. a it's a joy. And I, I'm grateful to have that, that somebody took the time to read my book or read some of my pack, you know, read some of my blogs and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I'm at a different point in my life. So, you know, again, I, I'm turning up the volume on trying to help others and trying mm. to be as mm. really impactful as I can. And I try to do that through the social media. And then when I go, even when I go out and speak, that money goes to charity as well as mm. the sale of my books. So I always feel like I'm accomplishing something. Even I, I, my wife goes and feeds the hunger, helps kids read. I mean, I suck at that. Like, I'm just not that good at that. Like, so I'd rather go out and go do a speech and make some money yeah. and then give my my wife the money to go help build, get more books for the library she's yeah. teaching in. And that's oh. kind of my logic uh, these days. Yep. Got to know yourself. Got to know where you want to put your energy, what you're good at, what, you know, what inspires you. And from what you've said in this conversation, there's so many inspiring things. I want to thank you so much for being on this podcast and um, take care. Keep, keep helping people. It, it just warms my heart. It's so wonderful. Thank you very much. Have a beautiful day. Great. Thanks, Brandon. I'm so grateful that you've listened to the end of this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review it, and share it with your friends. I love teaching insights so that you can have a more impactful and meaningful life. It's my mission to build a thriving community of happy, fulfilled people. Want more? Visit my website at yourspectacularlife.com.